Welcome to the School of Humanity podcast. You are made in the image and likeness of God. Not only does God long for you, but you are like Him. What does this mean for you? How does it affect your view of God? How does it affect your view of yourself? How does that affect everything? This, this is, is the School, School of Humanity. Humanity. Welcome back to the School of Humanity. This is Jason and Rachel Bowman. Uh, we're glad to be back with you. It is episode 34. And Rachel has no idea what we're going to talk about. (laughs) (laughs) Thanks for telling everybody. I mean, I thought that was just between me and you. Um, Jason was preparing for it and I was eating oatmeal chocolate chip cookies. Right. Um, And that says a lot about our relationship. (laughs) It does not. I make delicious cookies. Is that what you were saying? Right. Um, yeah. Okay. Thanks. So we are going to speak about. Or are you going to <laughs> speak? <laughs> this will probably be very crude and a poor attempt, but I would, I the Lord put it on my heart for us to hopefully talk about the essence of what faith is, and maybe a little bit about what contemplation is. Whoa. Tonight, yeah. Totally you know, going to let you Easy, do that. easy <laughs> subject to talk about. Um, there's probably been 10,000 books written, written on... It's probably an understatement. <laughs> ...this subject. <laughs> um, but, you know, when you think about, like, if you had to, like, define or to, like, tell someone who doesn't, who's not aware of the gospel or maybe an atheist... Right. Like, what is faith? Um it's not an easy thing to do. Right. If you think about it for a second, you know. Um, I don't even have to think about it. It's not an easy thing to yeah, do. Yeah. I mean, I've been reading on it. Um, and and yet, when it comes to talk about it even now, you know, it's kind of like faith. Okay. So, how do you define that? How do you describe what faith is? Um, and, you know, the Catholic Church has so much profound knowledge on it, but... Uh, in and of itself, faith is something obscure, so it, it, it we kind of um, struggle to speak about it. Right. I mean, there are things in the Catechism that talks about faith as a theological virtue, you know, which it derives from St. Paul when he talks about faith, hope, and love, and the greatest of these is love, if you recall that verse. Mm-hmm. Um, and the Church defines it as a theological virtue because it is something that is from God is something that you cannot earn by merit or something that you can practice like another virtue like temperance for example is not a theological virtue because you can temper yourself and grow in that virtue by what you do but faith is something that is infused by God it's a pure gift right it's not something we earn um, so that kind of sheds a little bit of light um, on the subject of faith, but still you're wondering, like, okay, so, uh, but I mean, what is it? Um, and so I'm just going to talk a little bit about some of the things that the Lord's moved on my heart to say about faith and, and see what you think, Rachel, and what, you know. Um, I think it sounds great. Yeah. Um, so faith first and foremost is is like an ascent um so you are it's the posture of of a humble posture of assenting to something 
that is beyond your capacity to know, right? right. Um, it's not irrational, though, right? I love how Bishop Barron calls it supra-rational. You, get, you see what I'm saying mm-hmm. there? Supra-rational. So if, if something can't be irrational, because that would make it not true, um, you know, the word rational, you know, presupposes that something is has truth. And so faith cannot be opposed to reason, right? Because that would make no sense at all. So it has to coincide. All truth, by virtue of the fact is that it's true, has to be holistic. It has to be according to the whole, um, which is why we call the church Catholic, which means according to the whole. Um, what? It does? Yes. Universal is another way to say it, but really I think the better definition is according to the whole. That's pretty good, huh? That is pretty great. <laughs> um, so it's supra-rational. It's something that transcends what we can know um, by mere human intellect. Um, but because God is infinite and we're finite, we can't possibly know God completely, right? Because he's right. infinite, we're not. And uh, so the only person who knows God infinitely has to be an infinite person. That's why we see Christ say, you know, only the Son knows the Father. You know, and that that's just a glimpse of the fact that no one really can know God completely except for him. So we know him obscurely. Um, and that sort of obscure knowledge of God is what we call faith. Um, some other things that Uh, may draw out some conversation is that ultimately truth is not a concept. It's not an idea, right? It's a person. Right. So faith is not a knowing of something, you know? It's not a uh, an obtaining of a certain wisdom or knowledge. Faith is an encounter with a person, right? So that person is also living, you know, and he is alive right now. Right. And he is there for you to encounter. Um, so it's not an abstraction, a, a, a thought that we derive or, or some kind of enlightenment of an idea in our mind um, or our heart or whatever you want to say. It's, it's a person whom we encounter. And so... Um, because he's infinite and we're finite, we have to we have to approach that with a certain perspective or a certain hermeneutic. Um, because um, faith is not a knowing about God, but is a knowing God Himself. Um, so things like theology mm-hmm. and philosophy, any kind of they're uh, great. Yeah, they're great. But but. You know, they aid, they only serve to aid us because they they know, it, it seeks to know about him, right. but not to know him because... Right, you, yeah. would, you could even argue that some of, um, not the greatest, but some of the most learned theologians and philosophers, Christian philosophers in the world would not recognize him should he enter a room. Right. You know, 
And it's one of those things I think that people say that a lot. Like you, you say, you know, do you know Jason Bullman? And somebody else say, oh, well, I know of him, but I don't really know him. Right, exactly. And right. it's the same kind of case. Like someone might have heard all about you and they feel like they know you, but they don't really know you. Right. Which, I mean, is another, it's kind of like another conundrum of our time. Like we've kind of been created to be people that, um, not, not created to be, but we've been kind of trained by the way that our society works right now to be people that just kind of know of things, but we don't really have any true depth or knowledge right? Um, or encounter with those things, you know? Right. Um, technology. Technology has ruined us. Right. You know, I mean, I have such and such amount of friends on Facebook. You make fun of me all the time about that. Um, and do I know any of them really? Right. You know? Or if you learned, you know, if you spent all your time learning about somebody on techno- technologically, you know, um, right. artificially, when it came time to meet that person, would you even know how to or have the capacity right. <laughs> to come to know him? Yeah, when Jason, you know? when when Facebook became this big thing, um, Jason didn't have one. When did you get a Facebook? I mean, way late in the game. I like mean, like yesterday. Um, um kind of close to yesterday has it been like a year yes no, it has been, been a year it's been more than a like year, a little over a year yeah um and so i used to joke that i didn't know you because like we weren't actually yeah, we weren't officially friends. married or, or even friends because right. you weren't on facebook right um <laughs> but but we've been trained in the society where i mean there are people on facebook that um i don't think i've ever actually met you know like right. shared oxygen with you know yeah, so, and I mean, even that word technology, I think, is so befitting for, for what we're talking about right now, because when you look at that, I, I love etymology, you know, studying the origin of words, um, because it, it says a lot about... You are a nerd. Things. No, I mean, this is something that we need to rediscover in our time, because we just throw language around and uh, don't understand... The ramifications I mean, it of doesn't, it. That doesn't nullify the fact that I think you're a nerd. <laughs> um. Um, but literally, technologos, you know, um, it's like usury is right. really, right. you know. And, and why is that? Because in a sense, when you know something, you control it, right? right? right. You use it. Um, that's why even in the Old Testament, you know, People didn't say God's name because, in a sense, you own Him or use Him. Uh, and, you know, you would be sort of using Him by knowing His name, mm-hmm. um, right? So when we know something, we, if we approach it with that tendency to seek to control it, then then that's exactly what you do with that. So, you know, technology um, is not a real way of encountering right right it's an artificial way it's a way of using encounter for your own good which really isn't encounter at all because right encounter implies a gift to one another rather than a taking from or a using of Um, right uh, it's an abuse of really um so, well done. So yeah. So theology, philosophy, all those things are ways to know about God, and if they're used correctly, um, then they 
aid in this encounter because the more you know about him, the more capable you're uh, of, of loving him, knowing him and loving him and being with him, which is why you're created in the first place, is to know him and to love him right. with your intellect and your will. Um, these gifts that make you rational, right, the intellect and the will, are given to you so that you know him and love him. So we digress a little bit, but so faith, um, getting we, back to we the We never word, digress. We didn't, oh, okay. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> So faith is a knowing, is, is, a, is a way of knowing mm-hmm. God, but it's obscurely, and it's through like a submission to an unknowing, to, a, to, a, to like a darkness. Um, so you kind of have to let go of that temptation to control. Like if you seek right. to know God and seek to grow your faith, it's not by mere study, sheer effort it's not you knowing him by what you do right it is a passive thing it is right. a surrender to him who's always known you um well we've we've used that um analogy of someone that's like jumping over a cliff right right and it's the same thing like you would um like i was watching something the other day i'm addicted to amazing race um, if anyone's ever seen that show, <laughs> but I'm pretty sure I've always said that we should go on that show. I think we do well. I would love to go on that show with you. Um, but there was the episode that I was watching was people were like bungee jumping off the side of a bridge or something. Um, and you could see how all of their different reactions would be. What would your reaction be if you ever bungee jumped? Which I know we never would, but if you ever bungee jumped, are you? Do you think you're a screamer, or do you think you just? No, I would not scream. I would uh, lose my breath, though. <laughs> <laughs> like Destiny's really... Child, like Destiny's Child. Make make me nope. You don't get that uh, reference. I don't, yeah, no. Okay. <laughs> but <laughs> The um, and then you see people that like, there's no sound whatsoever, like they just right, they just go for it, and then the people that scream, you know, um, but I say all that to say that that it, we kind of all deal with this this idea of unknowing in a different way, right? You know, and um, so the we've surrender. used that we've used that analogy of jumping over a cliff, and. The thing is, is that what's on the other side of the cliff we know is like complete surrender to God's love, but you can't see where it goes, right. you know? Right, Um And that's where the faith comes in. We tend to, if we ever get the courage to jump, we tend to tie a rope around our waist to make sure we don't go too far, you know? Right, right. But um, it really comes into play if we can, if we can do it completely and freely, you know? Yeah, so one thing we don't want to mix up, though, is that faith is somehow blind. Right. You know, which is what I think a lot of people who don't have faith or claim any faith or, or atheists especially would kind of say, oh, so, I mean, you just believe something that um, you just blindly you without see. any reason, right. you know. Um and so we have to qualify that, I think, just to make sure that people 
don't try to defend faith that way. That is actually untrue. I mean, it's perfectly rational to come to the belief in God, and um, and uh, but it can only but your rationale can only take you so far. Right. Um, you have to give assent into that darkness um, because God is so infinitely light. You know, His right. truth is so blinding to us that it is in fact darkness. Um, that's good stuff. I mean, it really is. Um, and whenever we try to know something, we tend to try to know it by force, right? Right. You know, we. I put here, to know is to control by force, but to surrender is to know by mutual gift. That's good. Say that again. To know is to control by force, you know, um, like our typical way of knowing something. Of right, coming like to if learn I want to know about locomotives, right? I'd go out and I'd read everything that I yeah. could do, find about locomotives. Yeah. It's it's a it's a using, it's a right. manipulation, if you will, which like is not pre, always before bad. you and I met. How I stalked you for a while. Right. Right. Yes. Um, <laughs> That's a very bad example. <laughs> um. No, it's not. There are people that are nodding right now. <laughs> Um, but I mean, like, if you want to learn, you know, how some th- about something that you would then use for good reason uh, to aid in something, um, then it's okay to sort of manipulate that thing in order for good use. Right. But God is not a thing, right? He, he's not. He's a person, and we don't know people by manipulating and controlling them. We can only know them by surrendering ourselves as gifts to one another and approaching with humility. Um, From there, I'd like to maybe talk about three obstacles to faith that came to my heart. Okay. So the first problem that I think people run into um, when it comes to faith is they try to substitute knowing about him for knowing him. Right. When you and I... um, set out to grow in our relationship with God, it would not be wrong for us to pick up some kind of spiritual book or theological book and start reading. But we have to always remember that that those things that we read should be a means to launching us into... Wanting a, to know him. Yeah, a love affair, a longing for him, right? Right. Um, we shouldn't be satiated by just reading a book right and it's not it, right you know it doesn't satiate it, it 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 if if you substitute that for real prayer then it's not real prayer <laughs> right. so ultimately those things all have to bleed into this silence where you are looking at the person who is the truth that you're seeking you know um, right so again you read about him you learn about him because you love him, you know, that, that has to be it. And eventually that, that study, that reflection, that meditation has to bleed into silence. And if you never reach there, then you're never really, can I say you're never really, you know, praying because ultimately prayer is encounter with a person. And if you don't allow yourself to be in an encounter with a person, if you don't, recognize the presence of God who is alive and in front of you right now, then you've missed, you've missed it, you know? Right. Um, 
Anything you wanted to say about that? I mean, that's kind of like one f- obstacle that, I mean, we're all guilty of. I don't want to sound like I don't do this because I do. That's the only reason that, that this came to my heart is because sometimes you set out to pray and you may be doing some rote prayer like the rosary or um, uh, praying the bravery or just reading um, a theological work or spiritual work. And um, if those those means don't become the end of right of being with him, you know, and abiding with and in him in that moment, then you are not in contemplation. You're not in prayer per se. Not at least not the heights of it. Not what God wants. God wants you with him to know him. Right. In this f- act of faith in which he, of his own free gift, show- shares with you a light that transcends the senses. It's not something you can obtain by force. It's not something you know by any of the senses. It's something that comes to you by a mere gift of of seeking him, you know, by right. an act of the will. Um, that's the first thing is that don't substitute knowing about him for knowing him because then Jesus just becomes an idea that you fabricate in your mind. Which, I mean, you see you see that happen all the time, and eventually, so he becomes this idea that you fabricate in your mind, and then you develop this relationship that's not really a relationship with him because right. your idea is not the truth. Right. Um, which is actually, you see that a lot of, t- a lot of times in, like, um, relationships, you know? So you become friends with someone, or you get in a romantic relationship with someone, based upon what you think they they are. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And so sometimes there may be a blinding situation where you find that they aren't quite what you had built up in your mind. Right. And it is a blow, you right. know? Um, and so in a similar manner, but not quite the same, we create, sometimes we create this God who, who you know, he is wrathful or vengeful or... He's this and that, and then we find out the truth of who he is, and it can be so arresting that it makes us question everything, you know, if that makes sense. Jason's frantically looking through a book right yeah, now. Um, give me one second here. But what a danger to try to uh, establish a relationship with someone based upon the terms that you've created them to be that. Um and it, it kind of limits God in a very large way. Yeah. And when you limit him and you limit him based on your own personal knowledge, it doesn't really give you the opportunity to grow and change who you are. Do you know what I mean? Yes. There's a couple statements in the that uh, I wrote down here that I highlighted here. So it says, you know, no matter what perfection you predicate of God... You have to add that your concept is only a pale analogy. So if we seek to know him Mm -hmm. by what we've seen, which is how we know things is built upon things that we've seen or heard or, you know, creation. If that's the foundation by which you know God, then it's only by analogy that you're knowing him. Those are good things, but you have to understand that we those you only know him by analogy by that means faith is a knowing that is given to you by god it is a mystery right. there is an obscurity it's certain though 
that's what's so uh, ironic about it is that it, it's a it's a way of knowing that is more certain than the things that you even see in front of your face. You know, right. it transcends sight and sound and and all of your senses, even your intellectual capacity. It is deposited there by God by means of your ascent to know and to love Him, and that's why uh, it's so beautiful. It's a humble submission, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, and all these things that we learn through theology and through the, you know, the church has passed down about him aid us, but they're not ultimately the perfection that is God. So you have to embrace mystery. You have to embrace darkness. Right. Um, this is good right here. It says, if nothing that can be seen can either be God or represent him to us as he is, then to find God, we must pass beyond everything that can be seen and enter into darkness. Since nothing that can be heard is God, to find him, we must enter into silence. Wow. That's good. That's that's why, um, you know, we have to take time to be in silent prayer. It's very uncomfortable first, but um, it, it's, it's essential. Okay. So the second obstacle... Um, it's just what I was saying, right? <laughs> that we don't allow time for silence and for darkness and for mystery. And a big part of that is is what we've said already is that we feel the need to control our relationship with God. We we want to be the initiator, but we're not. Right? God loved us first; He created us. So it's you know we have to approach it with a passivity rather than an activity. Right? Um, Prayer is not something that you do. Prayer is a love affair between the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit that's been that going you on participate from, in. Right, from all eternity that you participate in. Um, so so what's your third? So the third is that we don't see ourselves, and this is the school of humanity, and this is what I think is key to a lot, is that the reason why we fail to enter into this silent prayer, we allow ourselves to encounter God, is because we don't see ourselves as beloved right or as worthy right and we we all know that when we enter into a a a place that's quiet and into a silence um, you have to face yourself you have to face yourself and if you don't know that god with every ounce of his essence is longing for you and seeking you and, and you are beloved not because of what you do but because of who you are and that no matter what you do, he infinitely loves you forever and ever, and you don't start from that place, then you can't even begin to pray and to love him back. Because it's a, you know our loving of him is a response to him loving us. Right. So this is the school of, of humanity here, is it has to begin with knowing how beloved you are. Right. Um, Everything has to flow from that. That's why I think, um, just as a final note, that um, Hans uh, Hans Urs von Balthasar, when he talks about the three transcendentals, that we talk about God, um, beauty, truth, and um, um, what's the third one? Beauty, truth, and... Goodness. Yeah. The the true, the good, and the beautiful as who God is. Um, He begins with the beautiful. Right. I think that this is 
absolutely brilliant, especially for our times, because oh you have to start with beauty. Yes, we have to get that book. Before you Sorry. can know the true or the or, or good, you know, I feel like you have to start with beauty because it just, it touches our soul, you know? Yeah, it reminds me of that. Um, you have to know your beloved. That uh, treatise on the incarnation from St. Athanasius, and he says that God gave us nature because its beauty would remind us of him. Right. You know? Yeah. And that eventually nature would not be enough. You know, that the the creative world around us would not be enough, but that he would have to come like us. You know, that's a really beautiful treatise yeah, if you ever so get the yeah. chance to read it. Um, but so true and so awesome. And I think we're going to keep talking about this. You're talking about a little bit about um, contemplation and beauty, right? Goodness and truth. This so. is holy ground, you know. It's hard to, um, but it's it's a beautiful attempt to try to speak about um, this living faith, this living light that's within um, God's mm, children. I mean. <laughs> yes, you. Uh, <laughs> To know him with such certitude and such clarity that it trans- it's its even beyond our senses. Um, it's something that's so clear to me that I would die for it right. without hesitation. It's so crazy, you know? isn't it? It's a martyr's heart, you know, that you, you, you come to know. I, God becomes everything and everything else is wrapped up in him. Um, you know, a very, 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 very long time ago, I had gone on a date. It was a first date and... Um, Somehow the guy told me that he was an atheist. Um, Oof, that's a deal breaker. Yeah, that's kind of a strange <laughs> thing to talk about on your first date. But it isn't. That should probably be a conversation on your first right. date. But um, we were talking and I just said, well, I think this is the end of our date. <laughs> <laughs> and I remember him being like, what? And I was like, I just, I mean, that's deal breaker. I was like, you know, this is such a large part of who I am that, for you to not know him and for you to not, for me not to be able to share that part of myself with you, I, this is not right. know, going to work. So thanks be to God. But it's just such a big thing. You know, we were talking about, um, yesterday I was having a conversation with a friend about the different friendships that we've, you and I have been able to engage in over the last year or so. Mm -hmm. And I had mentioned that through some of our recent friendships, I'll look back and I'm like, when did that happen? Like, how did that, Right. how did we become friends with that person or this and that? And I remember thinking, um, that eventually you just, it just comes to the point where you know the same person and that person is Christ. Right. And you see him in others. And you see him in those people. Yeah. And you see them because your hearts have all been touched the same way and they speak the same language. Right. They beat the same way. So it's a communion that's beyond even blood relations. Right. You know, it uh, there's a level of intimacy you can have with that person that you could never have with someone who who doesn't know him. Right. So true. So come with us and let's get to know him. Amen. Amen. <laughs> <laughs>